Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode two of Brosens. This episode, we're going to talk about planned obsolescence and what a pain in the rear end it is. Because as Gen Xers, we know it sucks. Let's get to it. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Cheers. I guess we're yeah, going to allow cheers. drinking on our podcast because yeah, uh, I, I'm I drinking, need some bourbon. I'm drinking water. I, I probably need some tequila tonight, but I'm I'm sticking with water. I'm trying to be good. Well, with the mic and video settings uh, issue, I don't blame you. Uh, and it's still still a long day. Got stuff to do. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of the way it goes. So, welcome back, everybody. Uh, episode two of... Ooh. Frozen's. Yep. Uh, check out last week, last episode, intro, pilot, number one, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Trial run. Yeah, we, we talked about uh, genealogy and just a little bit about ourselves, family, uh, why we're called Brosens. So we're not going to re rehash that. Uh, bro, uh, background's looking better, man. You uh, yeah. did a little remodel and, and yep. got some got some swag going on back here. We'll, uh, yeah, looks good, man. The uplighting's Thank nice. Thank and the 3D printer, and uh, still building the stand. Well, you got like 154 more hours to go to get your spool holder built. Let's see. I need so I've got the bottom level done. It's hard to see. Um, I've got two, four, six, eight, eight legs done, and I need a total of 16, I think. So I need. I got. I'm about halfway there. So I probably. I'm. I'm able to do about four a day. So all right, well, you need to be done uh, by the end of the month. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, hey, you know what? We'll maybe we'll do a bourbon a bourbon segue since I am drinking a bourbon, uh, and I do like mine with ice. Uh, don't be a bourbon snob. That's why I like to drink it. You'll be okay. I'm not affecting you, so don't get bent <laughs> out of frame about it. I don't want nasty comments or emails. But if you want to leave them, it's the internet. Do your thing. We, we can ignore. Care. We'll just uh, ignore. Them. Drinking brimstone from Balcones, which is a micro distillery in Austin, Texas. Probably one of my favorite bourbons. Extremely smoky, um, extremely earthy. They use uh, smoked uh, Texas scrub brush to smoke the grains. So if you think Scotch is smoked peat, this is they're smoking the grains with. Uh, it, you know, it's it's like brisket in a glass. Like I don't like that's the best way I can describe it. It's like brisket well, in a glass. I don't know if that's why. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> brisket minus glass. the grease and the beef. Uh, it's smoky, so it's. <laughs> So, so maybe, maybe I need to give that a try because I do like the smoke. Like, like I love mezcal, right? So mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's the thing about bourbon is they're, they're all over. I've had some stuff that is just God awful and I've had some stuff that I really like and, you know, we'll talk bourbon. Hold on. 
on another yeah. show. So we should, um, yeah, let's save another episode for for alcohol. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, because I know you've got your you're not a bourbon guy, and you're uh, a uh, tequila guy. Tequila guy. So yeah, I think we could do. So, that. And I don't know yeah. much about tequilas. Great tequilas out there, I know. So let's do right. let's uh, do that. Yeah, man. So uh, let's see. We'll we'll jump right into things. So story time, right? So we're we're gonna talk about things that. Um, enthralled us this past week or, or that reminded us of being Gen X. Uh, and mine came across, um, shares, um, music video and song. If I could turn back time. And so again, to refresh, my wife is 14 years younger than me. She is a millennial. She was born in 92 and I am a late Gen X and, uh, bros in there is, uh, early to mid Gen X. So, um, yeah, some some different perspectives even in, in music at times, but uh, the the song came on and and I had uh, told my wife I said this is the quintessential '80s music video and to remind everybody so we're going to add in uh, this is share uh, in the on the deck of the USS Missouri I was wrong about which battleship it was I thought the Missouri had been retired already but it was not. Uh, so yeah, that share in fishnet, uh, and leather, uh, prancing around on the deck of the mighty Mo, uh, DD 63, right. I believe it was, um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, Eddie, interestingly Eddie enough, the yeah, I was gonna say, before we get into that, I say, I think share was like 115 in that video. I, mm. I'm, I, I'm somewhere around there. Oh, I can't I, remember. I will make us feel old now. Share was 43 in that video. She was three years younger than I am right now in that video, uh, looking remarkably better than I do. Um, I, if you want to see me in fishnets, that's the other website. So we're not going to yeah. talk about that one. Yeah. We won't uh, be running that So li little background on this, right? Cause I mean, it's big hair, it's fishnets, it's loud, it's rock, it's lights. Um, you know, this is before the Navy was, uh, integrated on ships. So it's all male, uh, uh, Oh, what is it? I guess, uh, I don't know what's whole ship full of, of compliment, whole compliment of male crew members from the, uh, the, the Missouri there. Um, so I had to go back and do some research on this. Number one, get the year right. It was 1989 uh, when the song came out and this was filmed in early 80. Yep. And so uh, interesting enough, this was the mighty Mo's uh, three years before the, it's second decommissioning. Uh, and it went to the mothball fleet in 92, and then got removed from the Naval Register in 95 officially and got donated to be a museum. So if you don't remember, the Mighty Mo is where World War II ended. It's where Japanese, the Japanese surrendered. was on the deck of the Mighty Mo's. Iowa-class fast attack uh, battleship. Yep. So, um, interesting. I found an article from the Military Times from shortly thereafter. The whole premise of why the Navy allowed this was, believe it or not, they felt like they were in a recruiting slump. A mere five years after Top Gun, the Navy <laughs> felt like they were in a recruiting slump. Yeah. And they thought having Cher do a music video on the deck of a ship was um, a great idea. And the, the song, if you listen to the lyrics, what was sold to the Navy was hey, this is going to be a story about a girl who gave a seller a Dear John letter and she regrets it, which I thought is an odd recruiting strategy because yeah. I'm a bro, you were in the Navy. How, how many guys did you serve with that got those while they were deployed? 
Yeah, we, we called them Dear Jody letters. Like everybody yeah. knew who Jody was. When you left out, Jody was the guy that came by. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Uh, pretty demoralizing for those guys, right? Because oh. you're stuck. You can't, you can't yeah, call well, it. You can't, there's nothing you can do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got, I, we could probably save a whole other episode of that. But yeah, there was, we, we had people just, we pull into port for Liberty for a couple of days and they'd never come back. Or we'd be mm. ready to go out to sea. They wouldn't show up. I mean, yeah, it's, there was stuff people, did I won't say they could do, but they there was stuff that people did. They they, they ended up regretting it, but uh, yeah, it's so happened a lot. Interesting. So we're gonna follow a little bit of the story here about how this video got made and and the visuals to it. Obviously, like I mean, share fishnets, right? Um, apparently, nobody in the Navy knew that she had a panache, the kind of to do this, right? Like they thought it was gonna be some kind of sappy love story with her singing to a seller. I, I don't know. Um, so 1989, the Missouri was going to deploy forward deploy uh, to the uh, Pacific and the uh, Indian ocean. And they were actually going to do this video on a different ship. And, you know, everyone kind of started clamoring because of the, the timing and, and the captain of the Missouri is like, no, 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 look, this is the Missouri. Actually, the Missouri had its own public affairs officer at, at that yeah, point. So, most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, given the history, he's like, this is history. This, this is the ship. I mean, next to the USS constitution, name a Navy ship, right? Uh, it's the Missouri. Uh, this was the third Missouri. Now there's fourth. The fourth was a submarine currently. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we'll read, do it and share agreed to redo her schedule, production schedule, everything to film this and, you know, so they could, could get it done. So they film it. Um, production company rigs up the deck with all the lights you see in the video. They didn't think to ask what she was going to wear or what the actual production of the video was. So me being in marketing now, it's like giving permission to someone to use one of your facilities. I'm not going to say which retailer I work at, but to use one of your retail facilities to go film a music video. And you don't ask, are we going to be portrayed in a good light? What is it going to look like? What are you going to wear? What are you going to say? Um, and, and I think this is funny. And this is what I wanted your, your input on. So the video comes out and the upper command of the Navy, the brass, um, they're all bent out of frame about the video because here you've got Cher naked, basically. Um, she always was. It seemed with, like, yeah. butt tattoos, um, walking around, taking off hats, covers, uh, and of the, the sellers on deck and the sellers are just hooping and hollering, doing what sellers do. And she's riding the 16 inch gun, which is a very phallic symbol, um, straddling. Well, I will note though, Give her props for some decorum, which I don't think this article gave her credit for. If you watch the video, it's a wardrobe change. When she is on the gun, she is not wearing the fishnets. She is in jeans and a top and, you know, basically it almost looks like a country kind of outfit, like a country singer. Everywhere. So I'm going to give her credit for number one. It was probably more comfortable to sit on a 16 inch gun, but I think, you know, I also think there's probably some respect there, right? Like I'm not going to straddle this thing with, fishnets on uh i think it was probably for, just because the steel was cold 
It's my take. Yeah, maybe, but uh, we'll give maybe. it. We'll go benefit it out. We'll go with it. So the Navy brass was all bent out of frame about it. But here, here's my thing: is um, have you seen the meme about Washington that says George Washington that says, "Yes, put my picture on the one dollar bill so my beloved infantry can stuff my face into the g strings of strippers <laughs> everywhere." I cannot think of any. Uh, this is my opinion of anyone who was probably ever active duty on the Missouri that served on the Missouri that couldn't think of a better send off than having share ride the 16 inch gun. Like <laughs> you were in the Navy. Like if that was your ship, would you be like, heck yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's definitely the case. I think, you know, and it's, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're trying to downplay it. I mean, like, come on, like I can, go on and tell you stories about things that, that go on overseas, but I won't. Um, one, because we're trying to make this more of a family friendly ish <laughs> type podcast. And we'll two, stays that way. Yeah, I know it'll probably go downhill quick, but, but then also, you know, it's the, maybe if I do those stories someday, it'll be names be changed to protect the innocent. So, um, but yeah, it, things, things, went on overseas, you know, the whole, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. It's kind of what happens overseas stays overseas. There, there, there was a lot of things that went on and share riding on the, in fishnets on the deck of the ship. Well, I'm just going to say that's what was filmed. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, uh, you know, there's cuts, there's takes like, Oh yeah, yeah no, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there was, I'm sure there was a lot of drooling going on, but yeah so you know, it's a great video like i mean, didn't know so it is, my, it is my, great my fault my fault was back to the 80s and it was the argument and, and maybe maybe i'm just giving it a little more because it was at the end of the 80s but does this cap off the 80s level of decadence in music videos big hair rock battleships gratuitous impl implications around sex like i don't know does it does it like, is that the capstone? Is uh, not the capstone, but is, is that the finale? Right? Is was there anything after this that could just summarize the decade better in music? Well, so <laughs> yeah, so I, I I thought about this one a lot. You know, looking back as far as if you're just looking at 1989, I mean, there were some pretty good ones, right? That probably were were kind of summed up some of the decadence and stuff. I mean, if you think about it, like Madonna, like a prayer, remember how controversial uh, that was? Yeah. That was 1989. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, I mean, that was pretty much, you know, kind of the whole spit in the face of authority, which was kind of a lot of what, you know, the eighties was right. And well, it was and, about fellatio with a pastor. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was the other, other part of it too, but I mean, there, there were, there were a lot of big hits in 89, but I, I think probably as far as going back, right? If you go back and look of songs that came out earlier in the, the decade that were probably, I don't know, you could say summed up. I mean, there were, there were a few. I mean, now 89 had its downfalls too. I mean, that was, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was the year of Millie Vanilli, right? <laughs> now look, look, like, hold on, hold on. Like I've got like, who doesn't actually like the songs? Oh no, I I absolutely like, love them. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I sing know, them every it, time they it, come it, on. It's, I mean, boy bands had died off 
like and granted like you know i don't know they have the image uh the the people actually saying the music to, to do it but uh oh that could be a whole show too man like what what like you know that destroyed not the people who actually made the music but you know uh what's his name committed suicide eventually over yeah. a couple years later and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man you remember you remember so flashback to our personal 102 jams did the steamroller in the parking lot of the vanilla like bring your milli vanilla tapes oh yeah bring record. your tapes and cassettes yeah, yeah they I brought the steamroller out let people and drove the steamroller over all of them i'm like i probably still have mine i have a box i'm not gonna lie i have a box of cassettes in the storeroom back it's there it's behind good me. music you know no but no like, it was it's, it's catchy it's got a good beat and i mean you know it doesn't like but you also you also think about it though too i mean that was so we go back a couple years right uh 87 86 87 it was 87 you had you know some big bon jovi hits white snake here i go again oh mm. come on yeah I mean, there were some good ones money money yeah there were there were some 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 pretty good ones i don't know if there's really one song that i could say would like um sum up all of the decade i mean it's because yeah. You know, you know, but, you know this Jovi one closed out the 80s. Cold War too, right? It was so close to the end of the Cold yeah, War. Yeah, no, I think I can, I would agree. I think it was a good send off. I just don't know if I would say that that recapped the whole year. I mean, could you throw my prerogative in there? I mean, it's a little bit different, but yeah, that's true. I mean, it that's was. True. So, I mean, I think I think there were some 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 pretty pretty good ones. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff, man. I I just so it's I'd play it, but it's copyrighted, so we'll get our yeah. We'll, I know we'll it's like hey, I'm we we'll get so. booted. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, I'm good to it. Go listen to it. It's in. It's on YouTube. If you yeah, if I can if turn. You don't remember or you forgot about it and you haven't heard it in a while. Go go listen to uh, it. It's you got to sing it. I mean, you can't you can't not sing that song. All right. It's yeah. Uh, what do, what do, uh planned planned obsolescence? That was uh, <laughs> I got on a tirade. We weren't sure what we were going to talk about. And this past weekend, <laughs> and lo and behold, the, lo and behold, the topic will present itself. Uh, like we've already got next week's because the topic has presented itself. But yes, um, planned obsolescence. You know that not planned phase, adolescence, but planned obsolescence. Plan, planned adolescence is what you Something say. I'm else. not going to grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm going to be a complete child today. <laughs> <laughs> it's planned adolescence. <laughs> That's every Monday by 10 a.m. if I haven't had coffee. That's uh, like every day. I, yes, I so. will laugh at butt jokes. I mean, you know, it's buddy. I mean, who, who doesn't, right? Like, Fart humor. I mean, yeah, playing adolescence. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, back to our so topic. Th things are not, yeah, this isn't a a, a anti-progress. -progr I like progress. I, I do. But, so, I have a car. I got a newish car. I bought it last November. I got a 2022 Dodge Challenger Scat Pack. It's nice. It's middle of the road, 500 horsepower. It's not like 800. <laughs> middle, you know. middle of the road. M middle of the road. Uh, you try to yeah. keep it is in the middle of the road. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. It'll <laughs> it'll it'll go away from you quick. Anyway, so come Saturday, Sunday, whichever it was. This was Saturday because I already talked to you about it on Sunday night. Yeah, we had well, later on later Sunday. on the day on Sunday. That's what it was later in the day. I go to the grocery store and I come back out and I get in the car and the low tire pressure lights on it's down like 16 pounds and I'm like shit I get out look at it the tires going flat and I'm like well I'm gonna go home I just I literally live like 
out of the shopping center, you turn left, you turn right, you're in my driveway. So I get home and I knew this, the car does not have a spare tire. My previous vehicle, which was a minivan, did not have a spare tire. What they come with is, and if you check your car, if you have a newer vehicle, most vehicles now come with a cigarette lighter air pump that has a container of slime, right? It's made to seal the tire if you have a puncture, which is what I had. I got out. I found the screw. It's right in the middle of the tread. But what this meant, it's Sunday night. I had my kids, two, four kids. Two of them needed to go to school at 7 in the morning, 7.30. My wife takes them, and I usually take the younger two to uh, grandma's house. She keeps them during the day. So I now had to arrange for someone, some way to get the kids to grandma's house because I don't have a tire. And you're asking yourself, well, why didn't you just use the air pump with the slime in it? Well, so I've worked in the automotive industry and I will tell you about that. So number one, your tire has a TPMS sensor in it. And that slime will jack up that TPMS sensor almost instantly. Once you put it in there, that's a hundred dollar fix. Your tire has to be dismounted. The rim has to be cleaned. If you're going to reuse the tire, if it's able to be patched, the tire has to be clean. The TPMS sensor has to be replaced. You, you got to go to the tire shop versus if it had a spare, I could just take the tire off, take the tire down the tire shop and plug it. So, but I couldn't do that. So now I had to dis, you know, inconvenience somebody to come and get the kids Monday morning. And I still couldn't get the car fixed because I had all day training at work. That was literally from 830 until a little bit after five o'clock on Monday and everything was closed. So Tuesday, wife's granddad finally comes. He's like, I'll take your car down there for you since you got to work. So he wanted to drive the car anyway. He's like 81. Uh, he's got an old Impala SS and he likes muscle cars. And he's been eyeballing my car since I bought it last year. It was his excuse to show up and drive my car, which is fine. It's okay. It's just a car. I, I don't get bent out of frame about it. So anyway, the point is, so it's a cost saving thing for the car company. I, I get every reason why that's in there. It saves weight. The car performs better, but it's just another example of planned obsolescence. In other words, things are not meant to be repaired and worked on anymore. Um, just chuck it. Weed eaters, chuck it weed eaters are that way. I used to sell, you know, lawn and garden equipment and weed eaters are that way. You, you don't, the parts, yeah, you can get a carburetor for weed eaters, $200, but the weed eater costs 150. They don't want you to repair it. They want you to throw away. Oh item. yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's funny after we had that conversation, right? I was like, oh yeah, the wife, this is the, the wife has a, a 2019 Mustang GT or 2020 Mustang GT premium again you know it's uh she loves it and i i swear i'm like you know i've been in and out of the trunk of the vehicle i'm like yeah it's got a spare tire i'm pretty sure it does and i'm like wait a minute so i went and looked and i'm like oh crap there's no spare tire there's one of those friggin' pumps in there yep so now i've, I've got to go buy an um an extra tire patch kit and throw a pair of pliers and a screwdriver because you always need a screwdriver, into the, the um, trunk, so it's always in there. In case you has a flat, I just go out and patch the tire on the spot. Good news is at least it is an air pump. I don't think that the pump itself spits out the slime, right? It's Because I don't have a slime no, it, it does. It's, it's, does. It should it? have a knob that uh, basically shows it dispenses the liquid, and then you turn it to the air compressor after all the liquid's been pumped in. Ugh, well, I need to check that, because if it does, the, just, yeah, I'll replace yeah. it with a regular a regular pump, because that's crap. Yeah, and the thing about those pumps, though, is they take forever to run and cycle and, and pump up your tire. And, you know, the the 
the other thing about it, right? I have lost a tire to, uh, I hit a, you know, the storm drains on the side of the road, the big long slits, right? So those yep. are free, free floating. Most people know that it was sticking out and I went to parallel park and I hit it, cut the yep. sidewall of the tire open. Yep, that's gone. The slime's not going to do crap for you if you've got a slit cut through the tire. It's great for a screw. It's fine. It'll, it will work. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's a good product. It will work. Yeah, but it causes but just, like cleaning and issues down the road. But whatever, it'll if you're in a jam, it'll get you. But if you've gashed your tire open, you're done. If you're on the side, you're you are calling a tow truck unless, like you said, you buy a tire and a rim and you keep it at home and you can go home and get it and bring it back and put it on the car. Yeah. Well, there's also the hey, we we'll sell you this roadside assistance package. Of course, a lot of a lot of insurance companies are are offering. Uh, roadside assistance now yeah, if, you, if you've like, got full coverage on your car you generally get a free tow uh yeah. most people don't know that and that's because it saves the insurance company money because you leave your car there and walk away from it the odds of it getting damaged or burglarized are high and they're gonna have a bigger bill than a 75 dollars tow bill yeah and if you and have full so coverage yeah on your car, you probably get free towing and you you don't know it you don't even need triple or it's going to be a it, or it's going to be a copay right one or the other yeah, basically so be whatever small, you want to call so. it premium copay whatever i say small but you know i'm also like okay let, let's pause for a second we grew up poor okay so let's everyone who's like it's got mid-range for a freaking mustang i okay look we lived in a trailer park I remember, I said in the last episode, I remember going to the government office and getting government cheese. That is mm -hmm. not a joke. That is straight nope. up. We remember going to the store, the government food store. I remember food stamps on paper that were actually stamps. Like, uh, what were the green? Uh, oh, those are the SNH green stamps. That was totally SNH different. SNH green stamps. Yeah, that's different. But I'm saying, like, they looked like they were basically like, okay, you got a book of food stamps. Yeah. That's why they're called a book of stamps. stamps. Yeah. Uh, and it was a coupon book. I mean, struggled like we. We both have made our own our own way in life. So before everybody gets hoity-toity that we're like, oh, you're drinking bourbon and no, so, so. Look, yeah, it's, it's like I've had sugar sandwiches. Ease up. Look, wish sandwiches. <laughs> wish sandwiches, yeah. And if you don't know what a wish sandwich is, right, for those of you who don't know, that's two pieces of bread and you wish you had something to go in between. It's a black tea kid <laughs> classic. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah, it was it was tough growing up, but we so worked hard. Have we haven't talked since then. You don't have a spare. No, I don't. I do not have a spare. Well, well, let me let me back up. My wife does not have a spare tire. I, on the other hand, drive an F one fifty, and it does have a spare. Yeah, yeah. My, my and my wife drives a Ram twenty five hundred. She is Kenyan man, uh, and she right. does have a spare also. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, well, she'd be Kenyan woman. Canyon woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is another great like segue, right? Like something like for you, uh, everyone in, like, do you remember when comedy central was like MTV and it just showed clips of stand up, and it even had like the box at the bottom, like MTV used to have, like, this is so-and-so on such and such date by such and such. Right. And it was there, like they're so at the improv or, or uh, the comedy club at, up in Chicago. Like it was like, I miss that. Like they, we should go oh, I back do too. to that. You know, but I guess TikTok's do. the new, TikTok's the new uh, Comedy Central, you man. Still, like, I you, love you the can't, comedians on TikTok. You can't, though, right? It's everything so canceled. But anyway, I, we're not going to go down that road. No, no. So, uh, so uh, com I think Comedy I, Central, uh, was it planned to be obsolete? Do they pl plan it that way, know. like MTV? So I'll, I'll tell you my, my planned obsolescence story. And this one goes back a, a, a while. But the interesting thing is this came up in one of my like Facebook memories recently. 
yeah, I'm old. I'm using Facebook. You know, it's an old people thing, whatever. Um, hate all you want. So it came up in my memories. This was quite a few years ago. I had a 2006 Ford Explorer. And I need to change the the plugs and wires on. No big deal, right? You just go down and get your plugs, right? It's so like I remember working on Pop. You know, Pop was our grandfather, and he had he had this old like nineteen seventy two or seventy four F one hundred. You know, Which I think it was a seventy one. It was a seventy one. It was an early model seventy. Anyway, it's an old old pickup truck, and we used to get up there. Destroyer had, of mailboxes. That's right, destroyer mailboxes. I think it, it had a, a three fifty one Winchester in it. I think is what it had. Something Windsor, like that. Yeah. Windsor, Windsor Winchester. Yep. That's a different thing. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting my things mixed up. But anyway, so it had the Windsor in it, and and so we used to get in there and work on it. And you know, it's climb up in the hood, right? You just open the hood up, take the breather off, pull the plug wires off, one at a time, change the plug because you don't want to get the order all mixed up. Put the plugs and wires back in. You put the breather back on. You close the hood. You start the engine. Drive down the road. No big deal. No, that's not the way it works on the two thousand. No, you got to open up the hood, take off the breather, including the return hose, sensor connection, clamp, disconnect the heater hose from the thermostat housing, take the heater hose bracket off, remove the serpentine belt, the alternator, disconnect multiple plastic guides that are on there. Oh my God, everything has a plastic guide. Then you get to remove the plugs and wires, assuming you can actually get to all of them. Then put the new ones in and put all that crap back in the reverse order. And it's just like, things are just not, and, I, and heaven forbid, and I've looked underneath the hood of my truck. One, there's no room to climb in there. It just, there's not. It's, no, everything's cram-packed in there. And even if I could get in there, it's just like, there's so many electronic components and computerized pieces and Things that aren't meant to be replaced, at least not meant to be replaced by the normal consumer. And, you know, it boils down to we want to get you back in here to fix it and make sure that we're fixing it. And here's the catch to it, right? And they've gotten me on this. It's like, oh, you know, you need to come in for a recall on your transmission, right? You're at so many thousands of miles and, and now your transmission's starting to act up. We've got a recall. We can fix it for you, but it's only going to last maybe another 10,000 miles. But if you look over here in our lot, <laughs> yep, we've, we've got yeah. a whole slew of new vehicles that you can choose from. So it's, Hey, we could sell uh, you that carburetor for your weed eater, but it costs as much as a new weed eater. So while you're here, take a look at our weed eaters. Yeah, it, it is. I, washers and dryers. I, like everything. it's all, you know, I, I I'm on this thing. Like I currently hate, all of my appliances. Um, I bought a new refrigerator a little over a year ago. It is, it's an LG. This is the slowest ice maker. I like, I don't understand like the water freezes. Like it's, it's not a lack of freezing capability. It just doesn't cycle and there's no way to change it. It's got a little button on the inside that I have to hit every 24 hours to speed the process up. Why? It has, instead of a regular compressor, it has a linear compressor. And it just runs basically constantly. So that's now created this hum and vibration and harmonics in the refrigerator where it rattles. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. I need to, I have to figure out how to adjust the door. The rattle's coming from the door somewhere now because it's just vibrating. I, I think mine's an LG. I have to go back and look yeah, and see what yeah. model refrigerator you know, I have. It's garbage. I've I don't a, like it. I've got an LG front load washer dryer and I had one previously and I really liked it. But now um, the, 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 it doesn't wash well at all 
um, they the dryer and the washer both get off balance really easy and will stop. It, you know, like Speed Queen <laughs> so you- still Speed Queen still makes basically almost a hundred percent mechanical washer with still frames, top load. The board comes out. You can order any switch you need, replace it. It's all hardwired. Uh, and I'm I'm really wish I would have bought one of those. Like, so we I regret we not Maytags. buying that. Yeah, yeah, we have Maytag. So let me so let me tell you a real funny story, real quick, talking about dryers because it just made me think of this, and I think it's a freaking hysterical story. So several years back, I don't remember where I but um, we were at a, the house before we moved here, and, and um, Jerry calls me. She's like, I don't know what's going on with the wash with the dryer. It's making this just horrible thumping noise. I'm like, fine, I'll take a look at it. So she's like gone. She leaves the house, and I go in there, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? What's going on with this thing? So sounded like there was a shoe in the dryer, but there was nothing in there. So I'm like, all right, well, let me pull this thing out and I'll, you know, pop the back off and look and see if maybe the belt is messed up or something's off or loose. So I slide the dryer out and our, our laundry room was very small. There was practically just enough room for the washer and dryer and a person to stand in there. And again, this is the old house. So I pull it out and mind you, we live in the woods. Practically, the woods were all behind us, if you remember. I pull the dryer vent hose off, and out crawls probably a four-foot-long black snake. Now, you know, I've got cats. I had two cats. Snakes don't bother Spiders? Now, if there had been a big spider come out of there, I'd have burnt the house down. But snakes don't bother me. I don't know. They just don't bother me. And it was a black snake, so I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's not venomous. So, I'm like... But I could see that it's gotten injured from being flopped around. So apparently it had gotten itself either tangled up in the belt or on top of the drum and just was getting mm-hmm. flung around in there. So I'm like, I need to get this thing out of the house. And so I'm there in the door trying to keep the snake in the laundry room and trying to trying to push it out through the vent where it apparently it came in, which is another thing I had to fix. So I've got a broom in this hand trying to scoop him that way. And I've got another broom in this hand because my two cats are like over here going like, what's going on over there? What's going on? And I, I went in there, you know, and I'm like, so I'm trying to keep the cats out, keep the snake. I eventually ended up scooping it up into, um, and, and picking it up and taking it outside. Um, it eventually died. It didn't make it, you know, it got injured, poor thing. But, um, I did get it out. Well, this was after I had bought another, went ahead and already bought another dryer and I had it, but I was like, let me see if I can fix it. And then I'll just take this one back. But so when I pulled the snake out, I'm like, that's fine. So I took the other dryer back. It's like 300 bucks. It was a cheap dryer. Or yeah, it was about three, $400. So I take it back to Lowe's. They refund it. So it was a day or so later. Jerry comes back in and she's like, okay, I'm going to do the clothes. And she turns the dryer on. She's like, oh my God. She's like, what is this awful smell coming out of this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I open, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. What is this? I had to pull the dryer outside, take it apart to see if there was something else in there. There was nothing. So I'm like Googling online. So it turns out, here's a bit of useless knowledge for you because you know me, I like useless knowledge. Turns out that black snakes, when they sense danger or get in a hazardous situation, they emit a musky odor (laughs) as a defense mechanism. And it's horrible musky odor, too, let me tell you. And there is nothing that will take it out. So guess what I had to do? I had to go buy a new go dryer. Go back and buy your dryer. <laughs> Again. Uh, oh, well, anyway. So, appliance story. 
Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, I don't know to, to beat the dead horse on, on, on planned obsolescence is it adds to the level of frustration you experience on a daily basis. It's not even that I have a problem buying something again or spending the money necessarily. Some people do. I, I, I understand that. But it's, it, you know, it's like, oh, the TV's dead. It's time to go buy a new TV. It's all of the inconvenience of it not functioning properly. We were given a, a very nice television. Uh, oh, God. Well, man, time goes quick. Six, six years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, right after we got married, we moved in. And, I mean, it's a 65-inch Samsung. It was pretty pretty top of the line at the time. It was given to us as a housewarming present. And um, it's got a built-in, you know, Netflix and, you know, all that stuff. Built-in Roku. Yeah, yeah Roku TV. Yeah. After a year, it stopped working. I, I have a Roku hooked up to it to this day. It, it, it won't update. It, I put a Roku, put a on, Roku Roku. on Roku TV. That's yeah, so because it, it won't update the software and it won't work. It would hang up and freeze, would never do software updates. Samsung, of course, to your point, had a subscription to Samsung, whatever TV service, you know, that like had all these, oh, you can get a web browser. And I'm like, I got a computer. I got a phone. I don't need a web browser. Like, I don't need the internet browser on the on the <laughs> thing. So, um, you know, and again, that seems small, but I've got four kids. I've went through three Roku's. Um, that for one reason or another, they burn up, but this is what's interesting. The first Roku that I ever bought, which is a 720p Roku, I still have, and it still works and I can still run it on my 720p television. And that SOB is 12 years old. It's funny. Like, the stuff that I, works I mean, I mean, stuff that and doesn't. that one works and all the new <laughs> stuff doesn't, you know, it, it's, and when you think about it, that's just a small chip and some software Right. So, but the things, one of them got so hot that it, it melted. Like, that's basic engineering, man. I think that's basic electrical engineering. Like, well, we need this much power and the board's going to draw this much. And if we cram it into this little stick, like, all you had to do is put it in a bigger man. container and give it some air and a cooling fin, it would have been fine. But they don't. Yeah. And they don't care. They want you to have to come buy another one in a couple of years. But in go, the meantime, go, my go kids pros are, like, are the same way. Why is Bluey freezing? And they're having meltdowns because my three-year-old doesn't understand that the internet, how that works. It just Bluey's in the television. So, well, props to Bluey. Uh, but, uh, you know, so it, it's the inconvenience that causes stress in your life. And I'm going to depart with this final thing. And Eddie will tell you, I went through after a divorce, went through a phase of minimalism where I really assessed my life and cut back on everything. And, I was at a point where I was putting way too much emphasis on things and things making me happy because I had a bad marriage and would just spend money. Uh, it long story, but the point is like, I really became a fan of the minimalism movement, um, which by the way, if you want a great place to go read the minimalist blog, it's great, but you know, I'm not at that level now, but I do still focus on the fact that I don't need the things yeah. make me happy, they, right? I don't need come and watches, but I, I enjoy them. I appreciate them, and I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for the things I have. Um, but, you know, the inconvenience of owning things is real, and the plan obsolescence just magnifies that. Yeah, no, which <laughs> I agree. Uh, you know, it's the, the things are great. 
which is kind of funny that you're, you're you're talking about minimalism and here we are about to go into our last segment which is mad yeah. our mad money segment <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, well, are we, uh, we ready to kick Yeah, you? I say, I say, let's just, let's just All roll right, to it. Mad Cha-ching. money, Mad right? Money. So this is not a play on Kramer. Don't sue us. No. This is, that's 80 saying, like we tried to figure out what to call it. And I was like, man, you got mad money. Like that, that's right. What the you 80s mad. was. Uh, Which so, we don't. Yeah, this, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, to some people, it's you know, we're it depends, the it's relative, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, we're in the richest right, right, right. of the world. Uh, most Americans are. They just don't realize it um, globally. So this segment is really just like random crap we have bought in the last week or some recently. Time frame. Yeah. Recently. They're there to make recently. it out the week. But uh, I'll I'll let you I'll let you lead off this. Obviously, you've got some studio stuff there, but I don't know what you're going to what are you going to. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, I've, I've had to go through things. So I had to replace the GoPro, which I, I'm not, I'm not going to harp on that one we just talked about freaking playing obsolescence right they've had heating issues they still get so i had to replace that that so i think what i really want to talk about is something i've spent money on recently and and that that's really kind of turned out to be something that i i didn't expect so i got a new job last year um and we have a benefit that allows us some some additional money to to spend on hobbies and um and things of that nature, kind of health, mental health, um, physical health, exercise equipment. And he's so trying to the, say he has a bougie first world job. I do. I do have a bougie first world job. So it, it allowed me some flexibility to do some things that I've been thinking about for a long time, or at least start. Right. So one of the things that I've been thinking about for years is like I've always been fascinated with space. I've always been super excited about looking up at the sky and seeing things. And and one of the things that I've always wanted to do is get into astrophotography, right? It's like, this is like really cool stuff. You know, you can take pictures. I've seen some just phenomenal photos. I've done research on it. You know, I've got a couple of small telescopes, but I never really had a good camera. And so, you know, I take a a bazillion pictures, mostly my cats, my wife will tell you, um, and my kids. But but it's mostly cats and food probably, I guess. I'm a food food porn kind of (laughs) guy. It's lots of food pictures. But, you know, I never really had a good, a good, good camera, right? A DSLR. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I've got some money I'm going to spend on it. So, I, you know, we got my oldest son's getting married this year. I had another son graduate from high school this year. We've had some big events. Um, and I'm like, I, I wanted to get some good pictures. So I, I broke down and I spent some money. Um, preface here, we are not sponsored by any of the products that we've mentioned on this show either previously or going forward the rest of this episode at least um but hey if you want to sponsor us feel free to reach out um we'll always be glad to test out your products um so anyway so i bought the camera bought me a canon uh r50 uh, mirrorless camera which you know i'm like oh this is great you know it's got automatic mode shoot point and i'm like it just takes some pretty good pictures and i'm like but they're not quite right. And so I'm like, I really want to learn how to take good pictures, right? Before I start really getting into astrophotography, because that's a whole nother rabbit hole of complexity. Um, because not only are you now taking a single shot, now you're taking like 30 shots and over a long period of time, long exposures, stacking them, editing them, a lot of post-processing. So there's a lot I got to learn. Um, but 
John, on the other hand, is, as a professional photographer previously, um, provided some pointers and, and pointed me out to a great book, which is probably back there on my shelf somewhere. But anyway, I got a book back there that um, he'd pointed out to me on exposures, and it basically says stop using automatic mode. Get comfortable with manual mode. Just figure it out. It's not that hard. It is not. Yeah. And, it's, you know, the book is Understanding Exposure by Brian Peterson. Yes, that was it. Great book it's, for beginning photographers. It's rolled back there. I would, I should have grabbed it before the show, but um, yeah. And I, I started to read this. It's a really easy to understand book. I am not by any means a photographer, um, but I enjoy taking the pictures. And I will. I think I've for someone who's just starting out. I think I've really taken some really good photos. Um, the first, like I tell you, the first ten thousand are the worst. Yeah, which is well, that that says some good stuff. I mean, I. And I, and I have managed to get some beginning astrophotography. I took. Um, so we've done the Starlink satellites. Yeah. Well, so I got a good shot, and I wish I had. I thought about pulling it up, but I had I had a, took a really really good shot of the ISS. Um, it was over six minute span as it crossed over the houses. The night was very clear. Um, the ISS passed straight overhead for six minutes. And it was, um, the brightness was like negative 3.4, 3.9, something like that. Negative numbers are better, by the way, um, when, on the brightness scale when you're looking at sky objects. And so, um, yeah, I took uh, six minutes worth of 10-second exposures and stitched all those photos together and did a little bit of post-processing with Photoshop on it. And I just come out with this just phenomenal photo of the streak across the sky that was the ISS. So that's something that I spent some mad money on recently, even though it's kind of not, not so much like extra spending money, but it was extra spending money. Yeah. never mind. <laughs> so how about you? What have, what have you spent yeah, something on yeah, lately no, for yourself? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see you getting a photographer. I remember we were kids, you know, you had a camera and then I had a camera that got stolen. That's to get there's that's a story. A, that's a whole nother episode that's itself. A whole nother episode right there. See these that's things right themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did I did photography. I, I was a wedding photographer as a side hustle uh, for about six years. Uh, so I was a professional photographer, and to some degree, I, I'm still a professional photographer. I do work in marketing. Um, this month, up until last, I I traveled for four weeks consecutively. One of them was workcation with the family, uh, but I was covering events, posting on social media for our company. And um, also ran two production shoots. Basically, I worked as director, producer, and, and art director uh, with our agency that we use. Uh, so that's my job to storyboard and come up with and uh, help them, you know, execute the vision. Uh, so I think it surprises them sometimes because they're used to working with people who are not the marketing world, who are not technically proficient with the use of equipment, right? So they know what they want, but you know, I can look at them and be like, you need to stop that down back like this, put a rim light on that and then bring this up like this and shoot it at about F2. And they're like, uh, what? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, sure. Sure. I kind of did it for six years. So anyway, uh, yeah. So what have I bought? Oh man. Um, I won't talk about the coffee syrup I bought this week. Uh, that's the wife's deal. I built her a coffee bar for Christmas and we replenishing the, uh, the pump syrups. Um, so 
that's now just a grocery item, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Um, I'll share my coffee creamer recipe with you one day. It's great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the, the last thing I've really spent money on was, you know, I guess more than a month ago now was the, uh, I want to get back into vinyl. Like I, I wanted, <sighs> but I didn't want to spend a ton of money. Right. Like I, I'm like, I'm tired of headphones, AirPods, computer speakers, and I've got decent sounding, you know, speakers on my desk here. Uh, But man, I miss the analog sound. It's just, it's different. Right. And it's warm. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I did not want to drop just thousands upon thousands. It's so easy to spend so much money, depending on what level you want to get to. I said, let me just get something to make sure that, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. Let me make sure I'm really going to enjoy it. And if I want to upgrade, if I need more than what this is going to give me, then I can, I can look into it. So I hopped on the old Google and the Amazon and started looking around and I found a, uh, it's, it's, I want to say hybrid amp. Um, it's called blue tube. So it is a, uh, tube amp. Uh, the, the preamp is tube. Like, so we'll, we'll specify this. So it's got four tubes in it. And that's for the, the preamp stages for left and right. It's not a full tube amp. Uh, those start off at about a thousand bucks. So the main amplification is still digital, right? It's still uh, managed by digital and it has Bluetooth in it, which is nice. But other than that, it's got two inputs plus Bluetooth. Uh, I ordered a nice Audio Technica uh, entry level turntable. It's, I can replace the cartridges, the, the heads, you know, on them for everybody remembering your vinyl uh, terminology here if I want to. And I ordered some decent five-inch clips bookshelf speakers, uh, you know, just to get started. And, man, I tell you what, I hooked that thing up. And so I think all in, I was into this thing for six or $700, uh, something like that. So it's not, not, a, not a huge amount of money. And I had... Oh, I think $200 in credit on Amazon because I had bought some equipment for work using my Amazon account and got reimbursed. So I got the points for it. Anyway, so uh, on my credit card, I love credit card points. We'll talk about credit card hacking one day too. Credit credit card points are freaking fantastic. So I plugged that thing in and I'd ordered some albums. Uh, Of course, everyone has owned this album at least four times in their life. Two on CD, maybe one on vinyl, and probably a digital download was uh, the Eagles. Hell freezes over live nice. double album set. Everybody's on that album in our age bracket at least a couple times. I know I've bought it three now. Uh, I had buy the CD twice, and now I've bought vinyl. Um, and man, I mean, when that guitar hits, you can't beat it. And I'm a blues guy too, so I was Clapton and just you know some BB King. It's it's uh. It's nice, man. Like it, it, it really brings you. Know, you just sit here and you're just like, you know, I listen to it while I'm working. It's warm. It's rich. Uh, it's pops, cracks, hisses, the the whole the whole deal. And it just takes you back to remembering what uh, music was, is, or should be about, maybe, and not right. the digital auto tuned. Uh, which is funny. You get new artists, I guess, that are auto-tuned, but they're making vinyl, and I'm like, it's a little counterproductive. But uh, man, nothing sounds better than a blues guitar on vinyl. So that, that's that's my deal. I that's, that's what I spent some money on, and I'm I'm in love with it. It's great. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And now my wife thinks I'm a complicated person to buy from. I'm like, you just buy me some albums, like for Father's <laughs> Day, birthday, whatever. Like it's easy. Just go 
Walmart okay. selling albums again. Just go down there, pick something out you think I'll like, and I'll listen to it. It's like, oh, you try to make it easy. I really yeah, tried to. I was gonna. While you were sitting there chatting, I was gonna. I was trying to. Um, I was listening, but I mean, I was trying to pull up that photo too. I was like, you know, I should pull the photo up, but I cannot seem to get it to pull up. It just doesn't want to pull up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that was. Uh, that's mad. Mad money. I don't. Uh, We've had a rash of birthdays and holidays coming up now that school started. So happy new year. We're already there almost. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I probably cut back on spending a little bit, man. Like I, I buy groceries and I've got four kids. That's that is. My oh spending. yeah. Like that's, that's my. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you. Spending is definitely, has definitely dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, let's see, we're at the 52 minute mark, believe it or not, man. So yeah, we'll, flies, we'll, man. we'll wrap it up. Um, you know, I guess, uh, I want to finish on the advice thing. Like I did last week, I guess my piece of advice to people would be, you know, plan obsolescence. Don't let the inconvenience of things ruin your day-to-day existence. Yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and the flip side of that too is also, I mean, if you're, if you're someone who is a designer or, you know, you're building a widget or whatever, think, think about, think about these kind of things, right? You know, where is the value? Is it more valuable in saving a buck to try to try to save a pound of weight? Or is it, you know, is that little bit of extra convenience for your customer going to go a long way too, right? Because sometimes it's like one of those things, it's like, yeah, some things you just kind of accept. This is a throwaway item. I'm just going to use it until it dies, and I'll throw it away, and I'll go get another one. Right? Like light bulbs. Yep. You know, like they're going to ten millimeter sockets. Ten millimeter sockets. Those just disappear like randomly. <laughs> but I mean, the other side is sometimes there's like like you talked about like weed eaters, right? I mean, there nowadays. I mean, you can fix those things if you if you're handy. Like you know, I had a lady that gave me a free. A free um, pressure washer. It was practically brand new, but she's like, "Yeah, I don't know." She goes, "I use it three times, and now it won't start." I bought a twenty dollars carburetor and a five dollars spark plug, and it runs like new, and it's been running for six years. Um, you know, but it's like one of those things. Like, if you know there's something that you can fix, or just put a little bit of effort into to keep working a little bit longer, especially in today's economy, you know that you might just make a happier customer. But I think to your point, though, too, is it's like you can't stress over everything. Stuff breaks. Nothing's made to last um, anymore. And that's okay. It's really okay. You can't take it with you anyway. No, you're not going to. You're not going to. Just don't let the frustration, right? The more things you own, the more they control you. It's true. It's very true. All right. Next week, same bat time. Same bat channel. See you, bro. All right, folks. Have a good one.